Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am interviewing recent Disney bride Maisie Adams about her wedding at the Grand Floridian at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about this because she had a beautiful reception and a beautiful ceremony with all kinds of wonderful floral and decor. And I thought she would have some great tips for you if you're also interested in doing a lot of floral and decor and maybe trying to save a little money in the process. So welcome, Maisie. Hey, Carrie, how's it going? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start by finding out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. When I was, this is really embarrassing, but I'm probably not the only one, so I don't feel too bad. When I was in college, long before I met my now husband, um, my roommate and I, in our dorm room freshman year at FSU, ordered the Disney Weddings DVD back when it was David Tutera and sat around in our dorm room and watched it and talked about like what our dream weddings would be like and I just I always remembered seeing it on the monorail and uh, the wedding pavilion and and just going oh my gosh I want to get married someday there it's just so beautiful that's awesome and so you had no objections from your groom (laughs) I had a few, actually. Yeah, he wasn't crazy about the idea at first. He's not a a Disney Disney guy. He's come around quite a bit, but when we first started dating, he hadn't been to Disney in quite a while, and uh, he told me very explicitly that he did not want a Mickey Mouse wedding. <laughs> and I said, no, no, have you ever been to the Grand Floridian? And he was like, well... I think I've passed it on the monorail, but I don't know that I've really been in there. And so we took a trip for my birthday. I showed him around and he agreed. And by the end of our wedding, he was saying, wow, babe, you did such a good job. This was even more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Oh, that's wonderful. So how did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues? There really wasn't a question for me where I wanted it to be. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted a Disney wedding. I wanted a Grand Floridian wedding. But the fact that it was a Disney wedding, it was just the perfect arrangement because we had a lot of people flying in and nobody does accommodations and logistics better than Disney. So we had people taking the Magical Express and we had different tiers of hotels for people to choose from. It was just the perfect situation for us. And the Grand Floridian, I I just, there was nowhere else I really wanted to get married. We looked all around and it was, it was my dream wedding. That's wonderful. So you used the wedding pavilion for your ceremony. Which ballroom did you use for your reception? 
we had ballroom seven and eight. Got it. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where you wanted to have your wedding? We got some mixed reactions. For the most part, everybody was really excited. And we have a lot of friends who have young kids who hadn't taken them to Disney yet who were really excited. But we had a few that were a little bit skeptical. I think a lot of people hadn't necessarily been to the Grand and didn't know exactly the look we were going for. And then we had a lot of people that just gave me the, oh my gosh, that must be really expensive. Um, Right. But when it came down to it, it was really comparable or less expensive than a lot of places that we looked at in Southwest Florida where we're from. Interesting. So then since you're sort of local, did you have a lot of guests? How many ended up making the trip? We had a little over 150. So we had a pretty big wedding. Definitely. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about your theme and how you incorporated it into your events. We had a really non-Disney Disney wedding. Um, We didn't have any character elements at all in any part of our ceremony or reception. Not that I don't love Disney, but I just really wanted my wedding day to be something classic and romantic. Um, I wanted a really kind of English garden, but a very luxurious English garden look. So I chose a blush golden ivory color palette and just kind of started Pinteresting everything I could find. Okay. And the result of that was that you had this amazing over-the-top floral and decor. Did you know from the start that you were going to use an outside vendor for that? Or did you find out as you got the prices? (laughs) I found out as I got the prices. Um... I got my first BEO back, and I actually took a picture of my husband's face when he saw it for the first time, because I got it before he did, and I just really wanted to capture his reaction for all of eternity. It was a lot more than we were expecting, almost double our budget, but by the time we got to our actual wedding day, we were really close to being at our budget. So going with outside floral was a huge help on the financial end. I would say it cut our floral by mm, probably a third, maybe more. Wow. So since your ceremony was in, in the wedding pavilion, they and they don't allow you to use outside vendors there, what did you do for floral and decor for that? So we did the... Aisle runner. I thought that was really important because I really loved the look of the aisle runner. We went with a classic ivory with a gold monogram on it because I would monogram anything that's not moving. Mm -hmm. And we started with larger amount of rose petals down the side of that. And then I cut it a little bit. I honestly couldn't tell the difference. So if you're looking for a small thing to cut, that's, that's a great thing to cut because you really you can go with a a smaller amount of the petals and it still looks beautiful one thing I did do though that I don't know that I've ever seen done in the wedding pavilion is we went with an arch over the altar It, it just turned out amazing Heather with Disney floral was such a joy to work with and she really um helped me turn all of my ideas into reality. 
I guess our, our arch was kind of, it was very whimsical looking. It was kind of a wooded look with floral mixed into it. And I also put a table cover over the altar and lined that with floral as well. So I wouldn't say that we went sparsely with our ceremony floral. I was very intentional with where I placed the floral in the wedding pavilion to get the most bang for my buck. We didn't do the big side of the pew giant floral decor. I put everything so that it was a focal point. So it was behind us and then the runner. And that was about it. That's a great point. And did you say you had petals down the side of the aisle? Yeah, we had some petals down the side of the aisle, but we didn't have a whole bunch. We just had a very small amount. They were noticeable, though. How did you request that? Because I know people are like, well, how many petals do you get for what price? Because if you just say, I want petals, Disney comes back and says that'll be $600. What did you tell them to get the look that you wanted at the price you wanted? Heather with Disney Floral really helped us out with that because when I was trying to cut prices, she kind of offered me suggestions of what to cut where. And I said, ooh, I don't know about the petals. I really want to do it, but that's a lot. And she said, well, we can give you a couple hundred dollars worth of petals rather than $600 worth of petals. So they're willing to work with you to give you what you want for the price. And did you reuse any of your ceremony floral at the reception? We reused the floral swag that was on the altar at the reception. That was taken over. I wish I would have thought about having them take the arch over, but I didn't. Interesting. Did they have any objections since you had an outside florist setting up for the reception? Was there a problem with having Disney do part of it and the outside florist do part of it? We had a few other aspects of our reception that Disney Floral did, actually, like our our lighting and our draping and um, the sweetheart table decor Disney floral did. Was that a reuse or was that a separate? That was a separate. I actually saw a picture of another Disney bride's reception and sent it to my planner and said, this is pretty much exactly what I want. How do I do this? (laughs) She said, oh, she was actually one of my brides, so that's really easy. And it just, this was in probably the last um, month and a half of our planning process. And when I saw that, I actually cut some of my draping from the budget and reused those funds that I was using for the draping to do our sweetheart table and the chandelier and draping behind it. Interesting. And that's a good idea because like you were saying, that's also a focal point. There are going to be a ton of pictures of you sitting at your sweetheart table. Yeah, we wanted to get the most out of our out of our budget like everybody does. And originally I had the whole room draped because I thought that's exactly what I want. I want it all draped. And when I saw these pictures, I was like, oh, well, you don't really notice that the whole room isn't draped. You see the lighting And you see the wall behind the bride and groom, and that's where everybody looks all night. So we only actually ended up draping one wall, and that was the wall behind us. Do you remember how much that ran? Because that's the question, the number one question I see the most about floral and decor. How much does pipe and drape cost? Pipe and drape. Our pipe and drape 
ended up being a little bit over $2,500. So that was for one wall. So it would have been $2,500 per wall if you'd done all four? It was for one wall plus an archway behind us. We added a pipe and drape arch that a small chandelier hung. So I think that added some cost. Okay, that makes sense. One more question about the ceremony before we move on to talking about the reception decor. Was there anything that you did DIY for the ceremony? We did a wine box ceremony and I ordered my own wine box. So I guess that's not really DIY. (laughs) (laughs) You ordered it yourself. If that counts. (laughs) One thing we did that I guess was more DIY was we had a memorial table behind the altar at our ceremony where we had some battery operated candles and pictures, my grandparents and my uncle and Mike's grandparents and a couple of his uncles that had passed away that we really felt it was important that we honored those people that couldn't be there. That's great. Did you have the memorial table moved to the reception? We did. So it ended up being around our, well, actually, you know what? I honestly don't even remember. That's terrible. It it was supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was. (laughs) Yeah. It was going to be right by our gift table and our guest book, which our guest book actually is something really cool. I did a globe that I had everybody sign. It was a painted in gold. It has a quote on it that says, home is wherever I'm with you. And it had our names and date on it. And we had everybody sign in gold Sharpie. So we can display it all the time rather than an actual guest book where you maybe look at it once every 20 years. That's a great idea. So now with the reception and working with an outside vendor, I know sometimes people are concerned. They think that it might be difficult or stressful or harder than working with Disney, but most of the popular outside vendors do Disney wedding receptions all the time. How did you find it? It was seamless. I had one phone call with Raining Roses where I explained to them everything that I wanted and sent them pictures and an email afterwards. They sent me a quote. I said, yes, we changed a few things later, but it was really pretty simple. I was actually a little bit fearful of that myself, thinking that it was going to be a giant pain, and it really wasn't. That's great. When I look at your wedding pictures, it just looks amazing. It's like floral explosion. But I'm not as well-versed in floral, so I wouldn't know what to do to get that look. Can you kind of break down, like, what sorts of things did you have? What types of floral? Where did you decide to put it, like you said, for focal points in certain areas? How did you do it? (laughs) Floral was one of the most important aspects, the reception to me. I knew that I didn't want to pay a whole bunch for a whole bunch of giant centerpieces, but I wanted that look still. So what we ended up doing was we had five out of our 15 tables that had really tall, really luxurious centerpieces, and then five that had a mid-level centerpiece and five that had 
table level. So it was just on the table, still very lush looking, but it used a lot less floral. We didn't have to rent the giant hurricane vases for it. So I tried to find ways around spending all the money (laughs) on flowers, but we still got the look we wanted. And I also, um, one thing I, I did go a little bit out on a limb with was I really wanted chalkboard signs. And I really, I found chalkboard photo booth backdrop that I absolutely fell in love with. And it is also accented with floral. So that was a big focal piece in our room. If you weren't looking at our pipe and draped wall, that was the second place that drew your eye. And it was just incredible. It was a chalkboard backdrop that had our names, date, and our monogram. And the whole top of it was draped with just the most incredible floral you've ever seen. You mentioned earlier that you also did uplights. What things did you get from Raining Roses and what things did you get from Disney? All of our uplighting went through Disney. Our pipe and drape was through Disney. Our tablecloths went through Raining Roses. That was one thing we saved a lot of money doing through an outside vendor. Tablecloths are really expensive. Before I planned a wedding, I had no idea how expensive tablecloths were. (laughs) Uh, we actually, that was another area that we saved some money though. I had no idea if this was going to turn out okay or if it was going to look really weird, but I decided to do mismatched tablecloths. They all ended up kind of coordinating, but it wasn't the same tablecloth on every table. We used some of the linens that the Grand Floridian provided us with table runners that coordinated with the two different tablecloths we chose. One was a corsage linen, which kind of looks like roses. Um, And the other one was the sequin linen. So we essentially had four different tablescapes going, but they all coordinated with each other. That's a great idea. Did you do things like chargers or special dishware or silverware or anything like that? I actually did bring in outside dishes. We rented our Shivari chairs from an outside vendor as well and rented our dishes through the same vendor. So that we got those from the chair affair and they were super easy to work with too. They do a lot of Disney weddings. And I knew that another thing I knew I wanted was Shiavari chairs because those really just changed the whole look of the room. And the dishes were just kind of an add-on, but they ended up making a huge difference. That's interesting. Any other things? Maybe you could talk a little more about the chandelier hanging from the draping behind the sweetheart table. Yeah. So the chandelier that we had behind our sweetheart table I totally found that from another Disney bride, and that's why things like this are so wonderful, because you can get so many great ideas from other Disney brides. It was just something I happened to come across in her pictures, and I fell in love. And I wanted chandeliers in the room originally, but if you want to do pipe and drape and chandeliers that hang from the ceiling, it is a ridiculous amount of money. (laughs) And... When I asked about the 
chandelier that hung from the pipe and drape behind the table, uh, it was really reasonable. So that I got what I wanted without the giant cost that came with the other thing we found first. That's a great tip. I like how you're highlighting that you can sometimes just do a few of the things that you want in strategic places, and then you don't need to blanket the place in whatever it is. So it sounds like, of course, floral and decor were very important when you were planning, when you were mapping out your budget. Were there any other most important aspects or were there aspects where you're like, I don't care about that. We're going to save some money. (laughs) My husband would tell you no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if there were any aspects that I said we were going to save some money, but there were definitely things that I cut. I really wanted the uh, white twinkle light dance floor, but it was really expensive for the amount of people that we had. I know for weddings that are a little bit smaller, it's a lot more reasonable, but since we had such a large group, it was way out of our budget and I ended up cutting that and it really didn't make a huge difference. Interesting. So my other things that I weren't willing to compromise on were my photo and video, and I went with outside vendors for those. The one thing that kind of scared me with Disney photo and video was the fact that you don't know who you're going to get. And even though they're all amazing, I had an idea of the exact look and feel that I wanted my photo and video to have. So I went with Trenholm Photo, who... Austin Trenholm is from my hometown, and we brought him up to Orlando with us to do our photo. Uh, He was amazing. He did our engagement photos, and I really wanted the continuity in our engagement photos, our wedding photos, and hopefully someday, fingers crossed, our maternity and newborn photos. I, I hope that Austin grows along with us, with our family, and that We get to keep his amazing photos going throughout our lives. The videographer was probably one of the things that I got questioned the most on, whether we actually needed it or not. Is it really necessary? You don't really need a videographer if you have a photographer. I felt like we did. And I wanted a certain style with our videographer as well. Um, We brought in Sugar Peach Productions. Courtney and her team were incredible. I did a lot of research on photo and video before I made my decisions, and I just really loved all of Courtney's work, and we've only seen our preview video, but it was like, I I just want to see more now. It was so incredible. I felt like videography was a really important aspect of our day because it goes so quickly and you miss so much. There were certain parts of the day that I didn't even see. Uh, I didn't see any of our cocktail hour. I missed a lot of people watching the groomsmen come in and I missed people watching our wedding party enter the reception because we weren't in there yet. So um, those are things that I really want to make sure that we get to see and remember and my husband's grandmother wasn't able to make it to the ceremony because she wasn't feeling well and that was probably the time that I was the most glad we had a videographer because we're going to be able to show her that so she doesn't miss out on the wedding 
And it's just memories that we'll have for a lifetime. That's a really good point. Yeah. Can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? So we started hair and makeup around 9 or 10 a.m. I had uh, Butte Special do my hair and makeup and two of the bridesmaids. And then my cousin is actually an amazing stylist. And she came down from Illinois and did the rest of the bridesmaids and the moms. So we started that at 9 or 10 Um, We had lunch delivered in the ballroom where we were getting ready at 11. Maxine blocked off the ballroom for us so that we had enough room to get ready because I had 10 bridesmaids. So we needed some space. Yeah. And her suggestion was with 10 bridesmaids, you need multiple bathrooms. So So after our, our lunch... We had some champagne and finished up getting ready. We started taking pictures at about 2.30 and then went over to the main lobby of the Grand Floridian at 3-ish. It might have been closer to 3.30 by the time we actually got there. They had already gotten the groom and the groomsmen out of there. And then my dad and I did a first look. I didn't want to do one with my husband I wanted to capture that moment of him seeing me for the first time at our ceremony, but I really wanted to do a first look with my dad. He had not seen my dress until that day, and it was a really special moment. I highly encourage anyone who doesn't really want to do a first look with their fiance to do one with their dad or mom. It was really special. That's great. So after that, we, my dad and I got picked up by the coolest car I've probably ever ridden in. We had a vintage Rolls Royce that picked us up, and we went over and sat for a little while in the parking lot of the wedding pavilion because we had some guests running late. <laughs> so <laughs> once everybody got in, um, I think I was probably in the vestibule for maybe 15 minutes and then we were were moving and it just went so quickly. We took some pictures with the wedding party after the ceremony, let them go to cocktail hour and just the two of us took some pictures. And by the time we got there, cocktail hour was over and we were pretty much entering the reception. It was the fastest day of my life. (laughs) we didn't do a dessert party we did the traditional reception where we had the first dance and the mother-son dance father-daughter dance and the speeches and dinner then we had our dancing which for me was not long enough I wish I could have danced all night our DJ was awesome and oh here's one thing my Big surprise for everyone. The only other people that knew about this were my husband and Maxine and the DJ. I ordered light-up bracelets for the reception. It's called the Pixmob Spark. I went to a Taylor Swift concert over the summer, and when we entered the concert, they gave us these little bracelets, and it was choreographed to the music. The lights were 
And I was like, that is such a cool idea. I would love to do that at my wedding. And about a month before the wedding, I Googled it and realized I could do it. So I did. Wow. (laughs) They were amazing. It all runs through an iPhone app. And our DJ downloaded the iPhone app. And when we came in for our entrance, everybody had gotten a bracelet at their seat and had them on. And... They didn't light up until my husband and I entered, and it was just the coolest thing. It was, I can't wait to see the video from it. That's a great idea. Our night capped off with confetti cannons. That was one thing that I wasn't going to do, and then I was going to do it, and then I wasn't going to do it. And by the time the wedding rolled around, I was like, oh, we're going to do it. You you only live once. (laughs) So I'm so glad I did. It was just the most amazing end to the best day ever. I chose gold and silver confetti, so it kind of tied in with our color palette. And I knew when it was going to go off. And um, the DJ and the videographer and the photographer all knew when it was going to go off, but nobody else did. So it was a total surprise to all of our guests. And it was just the coolest way to end the night. The cannons went off and everybody cheered and it was just such an amazing feeling. It it really ended the night on a great note. That's wonderful. What ended up being your favorite memory of this day? So when I thought about this question, there were three that I could choose out of the whole day. Everything was amazing, but I I narrowed it down to three, and I wanted to make sure to say this was not in the order of their importance, (laughs) but in the order that they happened, so that nobody thinks that I choose uh, one thing over the other. But um, So first, uh, my wedding day gift from my husband was a second wedding band to go on the other side of my engagement ring, and a jar filled with little note cards. And when I opened the jar, I couldn't really figure out what it was, but it had a hundred things he loved about me, a hundred moments we'd shared together, and a hundred pieces of marriage advice from our friends and family. Wow. Um, I bawled like a baby, <laughs> and I was really glad I hadn't had my eye makeup done yet because <laughs> it would have been completely destroyed. What? How long did it take him to put that together? I have no idea, but I still haven't gone through the entire jar. I'm kind of saving them for a rainy day, but the ones that I did read on our wedding day, they were just amazing. And I was so like overwhelmed with emotion. Mm. (laughs) My second memory were my husband's vows. Um, We wrote our own vows. His were so awesome. I, I just, I was blown away and and i felt like mine were were really short compared to his <laughs> but um it all worked out and i think ours balanced each other out really well and my my last favorite moment was the confetti cannons <laughs> the, they were just spectacular that's great was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected I really kind of was preparing myself for that moment when something disastrous happened and it didn't. I I have heard so many horror stories of things ha- that happened on people's wedding day and I 
told myself that if that happened, I was just going to roll with it because it was my wedding day and nothing was going to ruin it. But I really didn't have anything that went wrong. One of my bridesmaids (laughs) zipper got like it was broken and we had to sew her into the dress. (laughs) And I have some really funny pictures of that that I'll send you. But other than that, I was cool as a cucumber. It was everything went perfectly. That is great to hear. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? Probably the dance floor. I I really wanted that light up dance floor. And I thought not having it was going to change the entire look of the room. But we did a custom monogram gobo on our dance floor. And it was perfect. It didn't really change the look of the room that much. Not having the white dance floor. The wood turned out looking fine. And the I will say the custom monogram gobo added a really nice touch. That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I really don't think so. I was really happy with all of the decisions I made and all the vendors I had. They were all amazing. That's great to hear. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? I think my biggest piece of advice would be to prioritize. This is going to sound kind of funny, but sacrifice the napkins. Um, (laughs) That's my way of saying, don't let the small stuff become too big of a deal. I thought every tiny little detail was going to be noticed by everyone. And then at the end of the day, it really isn't. You have to really know what you want the most and what's going to have the biggest impact on the overall look that you want to achieve. When I started, I chose upgrades and little details on everything right down to the napkins. And I ended up using the ivory napkins that the Grand Floridian provided and they looked awesome. You just have to be able to really kind of like let some things go in order to get like somewhat close to the budget you set. (laughs) Right. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I actually just started blogging. I'm currently working on my dissertation and I decided that I needed a creative outlet to balance that out. So I started blogging and I'm going to do a Wedding Wednesday feature on my blog um, where I'm going to go through the little details of my wedding so that if anybody has questions, I have a lot of friends that are planning weddings right now. And I don't think you realize until you plan a wedding, how many decisions you have to make. (laughs) And that was a little bit overwhelming for me at times. So I hope to be able to help people out like other brides help me out. My blog is www.macyann.com. It's M-A-I-S-Y-A-N-N.com. And uh, it's mainly just for entertainment purposes and kind of a lifestyle blog, but I'm hoping that the wedding features will help some people out with their planning process. That's great. That sounds really helpful. Well, Macy, thank you so much for taking the time to share all this great information and so many tips about floral and decor and where you can save and where it's worth it to splurge. I really appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, it was my pleasure. That's our show for today. 
If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.